For the other first of all, you see Atya Malglad Atya Kun come to Denmark again. Der mange år siden jeg har været her, men Danmark har et speciel plads i mit hjerte, fordi det var her i 1967 at ganske pludselig, at Jesus har åbenbart sig selv til mig, og jeg er blevet troende på ham. Jeg var langt væk fra Gud, men han har set mig, og han har gjort vunderligt i mit liv, og har givet mig et helt ny liv i ham. Jeg kan desværre ikke bringe et ord helt på dansk, så det er derfor, jeg vil, <laughs> jeg vil blive oversat fra engelsk til dansk, og I må undskylde mig. Uh, og jeg vil tale et ord, som Gud har givet mig uh, i dag for menighed her. Og jeg, jeg vil gerne læse fra, jeg læser på engelsk fra den Ørmerbrev uh, kapitel 11, og jeg vil uh, begynde med uh, uh, vers 24. For if you were cut out of the olive tree, which is wild by nature, and were grafted contrary to nature into a good olive tree, how much more will these who are the natural branches <coughs> be grafted into their own olive tree. For I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own opinion that hardening in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. And so all Israel will be saved as it is written, The deliverer will come out of Zion, and he will turn away ungodliness from Jacob. For this is my covenant with them when I take away their sins. Concerning the gospel, they are enemies for your sake, but concerning the election, they are beloved for the sake of the fathers. For the gifts and the calling of God are irreversible. kapitel 11 og vers 24. For når du blev hugget af fra et vildt oliventræ, som du af naturen hørte til, og mod naturens orden blev podet ind på et ædelt oliventræ, hvor meget snarere vil så ikke de ægte grene blive podet ind på deres eget træ. Brødre jer, for at I ikke skal være stolte af jeres egen klogskab, vil jeg have at de skal kende denne hemmelighed. Der hviler en forhærdelse over en del af Israel, indtil hedningerne fuldtalligt kommer ind. Så skal hele Israel frelses, som der står skrevet, befrieren skal komme fra Sion, han fjerner ugudlighed fra Jakob. Det er min pagt med dem, når jeg tager deres sønner bort. I forhold til evangeliet er de fjender, og det er de for jeres skyld men i forhold til udvældelsen af de elskede, og det, er for, og det er de for fædrenes skyld. We are uh, confronted 
with a great mystery when it concerns the church of Jesus Christ. Når det gælder Jesu Kristi menighed, så står vi over for et mysterium. And it has to do with the way in which God works with humanity. Det handler om den måde som Gud behandler menneskeheden på. And biblically speaking, humanity is divided only into two parts. Menneskeheden er kun opdelt i to dele. And they are the Jews det er jøderne and the nations. Og nationerne. And it was to the Jews that the promises of God were first given. Og løfterne blev først givet til jøderne. And God calls Israel in the second book of Moses uh, my firstborn nation. Og i første Mosebog så kalder Gud Israel for min førstefødte. And in, a, and in a certain way we are the firstborn nation of God, but in another way we are the lastborn. Og på den måde så er vi den første fødte, og på den anden måde så er vi faktisk den sidste fødte. We are the first that God created through Abraham. He created a people of God. Gud han skabte sig et folk igennem Abraham. And the promises of God were given to Abraham and then later to the prophets. Og løfterne blev givet til Abraham og senere hen også til profeterne. And the promise of the new covenant was given to the people of Israel in the pro- through the prophet Jeremiah. Og den nye pagt blev også givet til jøderne gennem Jeremias. And in fact the first believers in Jesus were Jews. De første troende på Jesus, det var jøderne. But in fact the last ones to come to believe in history are the Jewish people. Men dem der her i historien vil komme sidst til tro på Jesus er jøderne. And so how can we explain this mystery? Hvordan kan vi forklare det her mysterium? But one thing that Paul makes clear is that through the fall of Israel the gospel came to the nations. Men det vi kan læse det er gennem Israels fald så kom frelse til nationerne. That is to say through something very very negative something very positive happened. Altså ud af noget meget grimt kom der noget meget godt. This is not the way we as humans really think or or handle. Sådan plejer vi som mennesker egentlig at håndtere tingene. But this is the way God has worked and continues to work throughout history. Men sådan har Gud gjort det og stadig gør det. So I want to share with you just a little bit about my own life but also much more about what God is doing today among Jewish people. Så lad mig fortælle om mit liv, men også hvad Gud han gør blandt jøder i dag. As I said, I came to faith here in Denmark. Som jeg nævnte før, så jeg kom til tro på Jesus her i Danmark. And I come from a very religious background. Jeg kommer fra en meget religiøs baggrund. My family and I was brought up as an orthodox Jew. Jeg er opvokset i en familie som var ortodoxe jøder. And uh, but the, in the years that I lived in Denmark, I was very very far away from God. Men de år hvor jeg boede her i Danmark, der var jeg meget langt væk fra Gud. I was living as many Danish people live in sin. Og jeg gør som mange danskere gør, lever i synd. I worked here for a number of years. Jeg arbejdede her en del år. I had friends here. Havde venner her. And I was moving the way most people move. Og jeg bevægede mig sådan som de fleste de gør. And uh, I wasn't really thinking about God. Og jeg tænkte egentlig ikke rigtigt på Gud. But I did have a lot of thoughts about the question of truth. Men sandhed var et af de ting der virkelig uh, var mig på sinde. But I didn't make the connection between God and between truth. Men jeg kunne ikke koble sandhed til Gud. A truth for me was something very abstract. 
For sandhed var noget der var meget abstrakt for mig. I knew there were things that just existed like a circle or a square. Jeg vidste der var visse ting der bare var altså en cirkel eller en firkant. I was an architect and so this is the way I was thinking. Og jeg var uddannet arkitekt så det var måden jeg tænkte på. But I never made the connection between truth and God. Men jeg kunne ikke koble Gud til sandhed. And so when in 1967 the, the Lord Jesus suddenly came into the room where I was living. Og i 1967 kom Gud pludselig ind der hvor jeg sad. It was the biggest surprise of my life. Det var den største overraskelse i mit liv. But you know when God comes into your life He has a way of changing everything even in a very short time. Og når Gud han kommer ind i vores liv, så kan han ændre tingene meget hurtigt. And in my life it was within probably within a few hours that my life was radically changed. Og på bare nogle få timer så var mit liv fuldstændig forvandlet. The Lord came to me and revealed himself to me as Israel's Messiah. Han kom til mig og åbenbarede sig for mig som Israels Messias. I didn't have a vision, but he was in the room with me. Jeg havde ikke sådan et syn, men jeg kunne mærke han var i rummet med mig. His presence was overwhelming. Og hans nærvær til stedeværelse var overvældende. His presence not only filled my heart, it filled the whole universe. Og jeg, jeg, jeg kunne ikke bare mærke ham i mit hjerte, jeg kunne mærke ham i hele universet. And when he spoke to me, he spoke to me in an interior way, but again as I say, it filled the whole universe. Og da han talte til mig, så kunne jeg høre hans stemme inden i mig, men jeg kunne også høre den fyldte hele universet. And he revealed himself to me as the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Og han introducerede sig som den Abrahams, Isaks og Jakobs Gud. And he revealed himself to me and said, "I am your God." Og han sagde til mig, "Jeg er din Gud." Now you can imagine for a person who was in just a nearly nearly an atheist such a such an encounter with God is is shocking. Og du kan nok forestille dig, hvis man er næsten helt ateist, så er sådan et møde med Gud chokerende. But it's also wonderful. Men også vidunderligt. And uh, the Lord entered deep into my heart. Og Gud han kom dybt ned i mit hjerte. And as it is written in the New Testament where Paul talks about a veil over the eyes of the Jewish people. Og Paulus han taler om at der er et slør for jødernes øjne. The veil was lifted immediately from my eyes og jeg, and my heart. Og jeg oplevede øjeblikkeligt at det slør blev taget fra mine øjne og fra mit hjerte. And I was changed into another person. Og jeg blev en anden person med det samme. I was what we call in the, from the New Testament I was born again of the spirit of God. Og jeg var som Nytestamentet siger født på ny ved ånden. Everything looked different to me from that moment on. Og fra dag så alting anderledes ud. My thinking about life changed completely. Måden jeg tænkte om livet på forandrede sig. I shared this with a number of my Danish friends at that time. Og den gang der fortalte jeg det til en del af mine danske venner. And they thought I had lost my mind. Og de troede jeg var blevet gal i skralden. Because they knew me as as a sinner that I was, I, they wouldn't have called it a sinner, but that's what I was. De kendte mig som den type jeg nu engang var. And now I was speaking another language. Og nu talte jeg pludselig anderledes. But I had the mercy and the grace of God not to doubt. Men jeg fik Guds nåde til ikke at tvivle på hvad jeg havde fået. Because when God encounters you, you know that this is the truth. For når man møder Gud, så ved man dette her er sandhed. 
It's more true than anything you experience in your daily life. Mere sandt end noget man erfarer i løbet af dagen. Because he is the truth. For han er sandheden. And to encounter the truth is is it is awesome. Og et, et møde med sandheden er overvældende. In the Bible it says when Moses encountered the Lord the Lord said take off your shoes you are standing on holy ground. Da Moses han mødte Gud så sagde Gud til ham tag din sko af for det der er hellig grund. And that's what it really is. It, it's a moment where you're standing on holy ground. Og det var det virkelig er det er et øjeblik med hellig grund. And it, you know that what is happening to you is not coming from this world it's coming from another place. Og det vi erfarer det er ikke noget der kommer fra denne verden det kommer et andet sted fra. But God in his mercy and his grace he descends to where we are and he reveals himself to us. Men i sin nåde så kommer Gud til at til os og viser sig for os. So one of the things that happened to me when when the Lord first came into my life was the thought came to me but My own people we we don't believe in Jesus. Men en af mine første tanker det var da da jeg lærte Jesus at kende det var mit eget folk tror jo ikke på ham. And of course this disturbed me very much. Og det foruroligede mig meget. And I thought well well maybe I'm the only Jewish person that that believes this. Og jeg tænkte jeg er måske den eneste jøde der tror på det her. But I thought even if I am I have to trust. Og hvis jeg så er det så må jeg jo stole på ham. And that is the way I was able to continue because for about three years I could not share my faith with anyone. Og i tre år var jeg helt alene med min tro. But as I said, God kept me through and began to teach me. Men som sagt så bar Gud mig igen og han underviste mig. I began reading the Bible anew. I had studied it as a young person, but now I was reading it in a new way. Som barn havde jeg studeret skrifterne, men nu begyndte jeg at læse det på en ny måde. I began discovering in the Old Testament what we call the Old Testament the prophecies that clearly speak about the Messiah and his coming kingdom. Og jeg læste i det vi kalder for det gamle testamente om løfterne om Messias og det kommende rige and also the 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 prophecies that speak uh, like Isaiah chapter 53 that speak about the suffering of the messiah for the for our sins. Men også skriftsteder som Esajas 53 der taler om den lidende messias som ofrer sig for synderne. But it's interesting that something I did not know that in 1967 the Lord began uh, revealing himself to many Jewish people. Og det der gik op for mig senere hen, det var at i 1967 åbenbarede Gud sig for mange jøder. And what we call the messianic movement was birthed in 1967. Og det vi kalder for den messianske menighed blev startet, den messianske bevægelse startede i 67. Now you might wonder what is the messianic movement. Og så spørger du, hvad er den messianske bevægelse? It's true that through the ages there were always some Jews that came to faith in Jesus. Og det er rigtigt gennem øh, årtierne eller århundrederne, så har altid været nogle jøder der troede på Jesus. But they became part of the various denominations. Men de gik ind i de traditionelle menighedssamfund. If they lived in a Catholic country, they usually became Catholic. Hvis de boede i et katolsk land, så blev de en katolik. If they lived in a Protestant country they usually became Protestants. Og boede i et protestantisk land, så blev de protestant. And so they kind of disappeared or blended into the churches. Og de blev sådan de de forsvandt ind i de der menighedssamfund der var. But with the messianic movement something different began to happen that happened at the very beginning of church history. 
men med den messianske bevægelse, så sker der noget, som vi fandt i den helt tidlige kirkehistorie. This happened in my heart as well. Og det var det, der skete i mit hjerte også. When I became a believer, the thought never came to me, well now you have to convert to one of the Christian denominations. Der kom aldrig den tanke i mit hoved, da jeg troede på Jesus, at nu skal jeg være en del af et kirkesamfund. Now you might ask, why not? Og så spørger du måske, hvorfor ikke? And the reason is very simple. Jamen svaret er enkelt. If Jesus is the promised Messiah to Israel, the son of David, and I as a Jew believe in him, I can I continue to be a Jew. Hvis jeg som jøde tror på at Jesus kommer for at åbenbare sig for øh, for, 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 for jøderne, så, og jeg så begynder at tro på Jesus, jamen så fortsætter jeg jo bare med at være jøde. And in a very real sense, I it's a homecoming. I'm coming home. Så for mig der er det som at vende hjem. Because I'm coming home to my own God. Jeg kommer hjem til min tidligere Gud. And this is something that the apostle Paul understood. Det her det forstod Paulus. When he talks about the cultivated olive tree, he's talking about a, a the believing Israel. Når han taler om oliventræet som vi lige har læst om, så taler han om den del af Israel der tror. And he says some branches were broken off. Og han siger nogle af grene de var blevet brækket af. Because they didn't believe. Fordi de ikke troede. And branches from a wild olive tree were grafted into the cultivated olive tree. Men vilde olivengrene blev podet ind på træet i stedet for. And those are the nations that were grafted into the cultivated olive tree of messianic Israel. Og det var de vilde nationer som blev podet ind på det forædlede israelske træ. But but Paul says God is able to take the broken branches and graft them back into their own tree. Men så siger Paulus Gud er i stand til at tage de grene der er blevet brækket af og pude dem på igen. This is a very important understanding. It's very fundamental but it's very important. Og det er en helt grundlæggende men vigtig indsigt at have. This is what happened to me. I was a broken off branch and I was grafted back into my own tree. Jeg var en gren der var brækket af, men blev pudet på igen. So I came home to my God. Jeg kom hjem til min Gud. This is what is ha- what has been happening and is happening in what we call the messianic movement. Og det er det der sker i den messianske bevægelse. So we continue to live as Jews. Vi fortsætter med at leve som jøder. But we're different. Men anderledes. Because we recognize our king. Fordi vi anerkender hvem vores konge er. We have the same faith that you have. Vi har samme tro som dig. We are baptized. Vi er døbte. In the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Ghost. I Faderen, Sønnen og Helligåndens navn. And uh, we repent for our sins. Vi omvender os fra vores synder. We believe in the triune God. Vi tror på en treenig Gud. But we know that he is our God from the very beginning. Men vi har indset at han er vores Gud helt fra begyndelsen. He's the same God that appeared that that called Abraham. Den Gud som kaldte på Abraham. He's the God that spoke to Moses. Og talte til Moses. And made a covenant with Israel. Lavede en pagt med Israels folk. He's the God who spoke to the prophets. Og talte til gennem profeterne. And revealed to them the Messiah. Og åbenbarede Messias for dem. So when I come to believe, I'm returning to my own God. Så når jeg vender så jeg kommer til tro, så vender jeg mig bare tilbage and til min so egen Gud. I live as a Jew, but as what we call a messianic Jew. Så jeg lever som jøde, men som det vi kalder for en messiansk jøde. I discover I discover the Messiah in in the mystery of Israel. Og jeg har opdaget Messias i det mysterium som Israel er. When I celebrate the biblical feasts, 
når jeg fejrer de jødiske fester. I discovered that, de, de bibelske fester. I discovered that they have a prophetic and messianic meaning. Så går det op for mig at de har en profetisk og messiansk betydning. So we live according to the biblical calendar. Så vi lever i overensstemmelse med den bibelske kalender. But we see Messiah in all things. Men ser Messias because he is before Abraham for han var før Abraham as he said before Abraham I am som han siger før Abraham var er jeg he is the great I am for han er den store jeg er he is the great one who appeared to Moses to Joshua and to the prophets den mægtige som åbenbarede sig for Moses og Josue og profeterne and so finally I see him and I live for him and with him så jeg ser ham lever for ham og jeg lever med ham When I came to Israel in ni- the beginning of 1971, there were very few messianic Jews in Israel. My own younger brother also came to faith. Uh, I, I was able to witness to him and he came to faith. And so the two of us began living together. My brother came a few uh, weeks before me to Israel. We, we began living together I, as I said in 1971 beginning of 71. Min bror han kom øh, nogle uger til Israel før mig og sammen der boede vi så fra 1971 i Israel. When some of the Christians in Jerusalem heard that there were two Jewish brothers that came to faith in Jesus it was a sensation. Det blev opfattet som en sensation i Jerusalem da man hørte at to jødiske brødre var kommet til tro på Jesus. Because there weren't any other ones at that time. For der var ikke andre And this was something that people had been praying for. Man had bet for det. And they saw it was it was really happening. Og så nu, nu sker det. We knew in our hearts at that time that something new was beginning with the Jewish people. Og vi vidste i vores hjerter at noget nyt var ved at ske med det jødiske folk. And uh, my brother and I, the first years that we were believers, we studied the Word of God together. Og sammen der brugte vi de første år på at studere skrifterne And sammen med hinanden. As we studied God's word, the Holy Spirit began revealing to us we're living in a new time. Og Helligånden åbenbarede for os vi lever i en ny æra. What what was new about this time? Det nye ved den tid var was that God is beginning to turn his face towards the nation of Israel. At Gud han nu vendte sit ansigt mod nationen Israel igen. Now Israel is a very controversial subject in the world today. Og det er meget kontroversielt at snakke om Israel i verden i dag. Because the nations do not relate to Israel in terms of God and the prophetic word. Fordi verden forholder sig ikke til Israel i forhold til Gud og prøver hvad profeterne taler om. They see Israel simply in a in a very political way. De læser Israel som ud fra et politisk optik. And uh, we can say that there is a growth in antisemitism worldwide. Og i dag der kan vi se at antisemitismen den er vokser globalt. So basically the nations are turning more and more against Israel. Og vi ser hvordan nationerne vender sig mere og mere og mere mod 
Israel. This is a tragedy. Hvilket er en tragedie. But it's true that only those who really have the spirit of God and have the word of God can see that something different is taking place. Det er kun dem som har Guds ord og Guds ånd der kan se at der er noget andet der er ved at ske. And it has to do with the subject of restoration. Og det har med det at gøre som handler om restaurering eller reetablering. Because God is a God who restores what we have messed up. Gud han er den der genskaber det som vi har ødelagt. Church history with regards to the Jewish people has done some very bad things. Når det gælder kirkehistorien og måden man har behandlet jøderne på, så er der blevet begået nogle meget slemme ting. What happened in church history? Hvad skete der i kirkehistorien? The church as we know was born on the day of Pentecost in Jerusalem. Kirken blev født på Pinsedag i Jerusalem. And the first believers in Jesus were Jews. Og de første troende på Jesus var jøder. Or some who had converted to Judaism. Eller nogen der havde konverteret til at være jøde. The understanding that the gospel was also universal was not there in the very beginning. Og i begyndelsen der forstod man slet ikke at evangeliet det galt alle. So the church began with the Jewish people. Så kirken begyndte med det jødiske folk. Now most Christians are only thinking about the fact that the Jews rejected Jesus. De fleste kristne tænker jo bare på at jøderne det var dem der forkastede Jesus. Now that's true a big part of Israel rejected Jesus. Og det er rigtigt nogen forkastede virkelig Jesus. But the first believers and the fir- who, who formed the first church were Jews who believed in Jesus. Men de første der startede den første menighed og troede på Jesus, det var jøder. And the apostles, the, the apostles that brought the gospel to you, they were Jews. Apostlen der kom ud med evangeliet, det var jøder. And Jesus was a Jew. Jesus and is a Jew. Jesus selv var jøde og er jøde. And his mother Miriam, Mary, is a Jewish woman. She's a daughter of Zion. Og hans mor Miriam, som er det rigtige navn for hende, men vi kalder Maria, var en datter af Sion. This is This is fundamental but it has been forgotten. Det er helt fundamentalt men vi har glemt det. I know when I sometimes I meet Catholics and I speak to them they don't know what I'm talking about. Nogle gange når jeg taler med katolikker så aner de ikke hvad jeg snakker om. So I say to them do you know what's written over your crucifix? Så spørger jeg ved I godt hvad der står skrevet hen over krucifixet? In the, the letters of I N R I E N R I It means Jesus of Nazareth king of the Jews. Det står for Jesus af Nazareth, jødernes konge. And he is the king of the Jews. For han er jødernes konge. Now this is so fundamental but for most it's it's something new. Det er så grundlæggende, men for de fleste er det helt nyt. In any case, for the mess- messianic Jews are those Jews that know this. Og messianske jøder har forstået det her. And we have formed congregations. Så vi har startet menigheder. And in Israel today, As it was not in the beginning there are messianic congregations throughout the nation of Israel. Og i modsætning til starten så er der i dag menigheder over hele nationen Israel. From the north to the south, east to west. Fra nord til syd, øst til vest. Some are very small. Nogle er meget små. Some are bigger. Og andre større. But we are here. Men vi er her. And we are here as we were in the very beginning. Og ligesom 
vi var det i begyndelsen. And we are a challenge to our own people. Og vi er en kæmpe udfordring for vores eget folk. Because normally our people think, well, if you believe in Jesus, you you're no longer a Jew, you converted to Christianity. For, for normale jøder, de tænker sådan her, hvis du tror på Jesus, så er du ikke længere en rigtig jøde, for du har konverteret til en anden religion. But we say no, that's not so. Men så siger vi nej, sådan er det He ikke. He is our Messiah. Han er vores messias. But he's also the Messiah of the nation. Men han er også messias til resten af nationerne. Now this is not a new thing in the Bible. Og det her det er jo slet ikke nyt i skriften. When God called Abraham, da Gud kaldte Abraham, he said all the nations that will bless you will be blessed by you. Alle de nationer der vil velsigne dig, de vil blive velsignet. And he showed him the stars of heaven. Og han viste dem him- stjernerne på himlen. And he said, can you count them? Kan du tælle stjernerne? And of course he could not count them. Selvfølgelig kunne han ikke det. And God said, so will your descendants be. Sådan vil det også være med dit afkom. Now God was speaking more, not only about Israel. Og der taler Gud ikke kun om Israel. Because we're not a big nation. For vi er jo ikke en stor nation. We're a little nation. Vi er en lille nation. We're a very significant nation. Men en afgørende nation. But in numbers we're not very big. Men målt i tal så er vi ikke store. So when God showed him the stars, he was speaking about Israel and the nations. Så da Gud han viser ham stjernerne på himlen, så siger han det er Israel og nationerne. Now in Jewish thinking today, this is still a foreign thought. Og det er meget svært også den dag i dag for jøder at forstå. And so in Israel we are seen by many as well they converted to Christianity, they're not Jews anymore. Så mange i Israel anser os som ja men hvis de er konverteret, hvis de tror på Jesus, så er de konverteret og ikke en del af os mere. But we're already the second and third generation in Israel. Men nu vi der allerede på anden og tredje generation. And our Israel. children go to normal Israeli schools. Og vores børn går i almindelige israelske skoler. And our young men are in the Israeli army. Og vores unge mænd er en del af her. And some are in the universities. Og nogle er på universitetet. And, and we work among the people. Vi arbejder blandt folket. So we are moving among our own people. Så vi bevæger os blandt vores egne. And our young people, especially in the schools, are beginning to get the courage to confess in school but I am a believer in Yeshua. Og særdeleshed børn begynder at få mod nok til at sige jeg er en der tror på Yeshua. And in some schools the teacher will say okay you tell the class what you believe in. Og nogle steder der siger læreren så okay forklar børnene hvad det betyder. And so they give a witness to their faith in Jesus. Og derved så får de anledning til at give et vidnesbyrd om deres tro på Jesus. And so congregations are formed. Og derved så bygges menigheder. But our congregations are not exclusively Jewish. Men vores menigheder er jo ikke kun udelukkende jøder. Because we know that the church is made up of the Jews and the nations. Fordi vi har forstået at menigheden udgøres af jøder og nationerne. But it's different than it has been. Men noget er anderledes. Because the nations that come to Israel, they join us. Fordi de menigheder der kommer fra eller undskyld de, de nationer der kommer til Israel, de slutter sig nu til os. Now this is a very important thing. Og det, her, det er meget afgørende at forstå. Because it gives us a different understanding of what the faith is. For det forklarer lidt om hvad troen handler om. This is what there was in the beginning. Det var jo nemlig det der var i begyndelsen. You remember that it was a question for the apostles when Paul began to evangelize among the nations. Det var et spørgsmål der rejste sig dengang da Paulus tog ud for at evangelisere and when, nationerne. And when God gave the apostle Peter the vision with, with a sheet 
coming down from heaven and all kinds of creaching, uh, animals on the sheet, and the Lord said, kill and eat. Peter said, but Lord, I never ate anything unclean. Og da Peter han havde visionen med duen, der kommer ned fra himlen med alle mulige slags dyr på, og Gud siger til ham, slagt og spis, så siger han, jamen jeg har aldrig spist noget, der var urent. Now, for Peter, this was unkosher meat. Fordi for Peter, der var det jo ikke kosher. But God was saying what what I have sanctified don't call unclean. Og så svarer Gud tilbage, det jeg har helliggjort, må du ikke kalde for vanhelligt. And what God was saying is I have sanctified the nations now with the blood of Messiah. Og gennem den vision så siger han, jeg har helliggjort nationerne gennem Jesu blod. They are no longer unclean, they are now clean. De er ikke længere vanhellige, de er hellige. They can join you. De kan slutte sig til jer. And so that was the apostolic understanding in the beginning. Og det var den apostolske forstand eller indsigt man havde i begyndelsen. When they met in chapter 15 of the uh, and what we call the first Jerusalem council this was the subject that the apostles had to deal with. Og Romerbrevet kapitel 15 hvor de har det første uh, råd, uh, der, uh, der er det, det emne de har de har op til debat. They had to decide is this right what Paul is doing going out to the nations and if it's right do they have to convert and become Jews. Er det i orden at Paulus han går ud og prædiker for nationerne og hvis det er det skal de så konvertere til at blive jøder? And they said no they don't have to convert to become Jews. Og så svarede de eller blev enige om nej de behøver ikke konvertere til at blive jøder. But they must repent. Men de skal omvende sig. They must be baptized. De skal altså døbe. And of course they must be believers in Jesus. Og selvfølgelig skal de tro på Jesus. And in that way they were joined to the Jewish church of Jerusalem. Og sådan blev det sluttet til menigheden i Jerusalem. And so they were as Paul says in Ephesians chapter 2, you you who are far away have now become part of the commonwealth of Israel. Og som Efeserbrevet kapitel 2 siger, ja, der var langt borte, er nu kommet nær og blevet en del. Now this was lost in church history. Det her gik tabt gennem kirkehistorien. How was it lost? Hvordan? It was lost when the temple was destroyed in the year 70. And the Jews began to be going out to the diaspora more and more. And then we have in the year around 130 when Hadrian comes into Jerusalem and he flattens it out and he gives it a new name and he calls it Alio Capitalina. Og da Hadrian han kommer i 1900 eller 130 uh, til byen og gør byen helt flad og kalder den for Alion uh, what's the name? Alio Capitalina. Alio Capitalina. Now the churches among the nations began to develop a new theology. Så blev der udviklet en ny form for teologi i nationerne. They said, well, God has judged the Jewish people because they rejected Christ. Man sagde, nu har Gud dømt jøderne fordi de forkastede Jesus. And he has divorced Israel and he is married to another bride. Nu har han gjort skilsmisse over for det jødiske folk og giftet sig med en ny brud. Now we know that God hates divorce. Og Gud han hader altså skilsmisse. But this is this was what the church fathers taught. Men det var sådan man lærte. So we are now the new Zion, we are now the new Israel. They are no longer Israel. They are no longer Zion. They are no longer the chosen people. De er ikke længere Israel eller Zion. De er ikke længere det udvalgte folk. Det er vi. 
We have taken their place. Vi har overtaget deres position. Now this teaching became very strong in what we call the Catholic Church. Det her det var en meget udbredt undervisning i den katolske kirke. And when Martin Luther was very very disappointed that the Jews did not receive the gospel. Og Martin Luther han blev også meget skuffet over at jøderne ikke ville tage imod evangeliet. He adopted the same replacement theology. Så tog han også imod den her erstatningsteologi. And it was passed down through the Protestant churches. Og så bredte den sig også ud i den protestantiske kirke. It was also in in the in the historical churches like the Greek Orthodox, the, the Russian Orthodox, all of these churches clearly had replacement theology. Også den græsk-katolske og den romersk-katolske kirke havde de her erstatningsteologier, som var tydelige i deres lære. And so the Jews were seen exclusively as being the Christ killers. Så man kiggede på jøderne alene som værende and so we had so the church persecuted the Jews. Og kirken forfulgte jøderne. And many of the church fathers said this is a good thing to do. Og mange kirkefædre sagde det er fint at gøre. And Luther said of course we have to destroy their synagogues, burn their books, get rid of them. Og Luther han sagde ødelæg synagogerne, brænd deres bøger. And most Christians don't know this. Og de fleste kristne aner det ikke. But it is important to face up to reality. Men vi må indse fakta. Now for us as Jews this has caused us as Jewish believers this has caused a lot of problems. Og for de troende der har det givet rigtig mange problemer. Because when I tell my people I believe in Jesus and God loves you they say what I, we can't believe that. For når jeg fortæller mine egne brødre jeg tror på Jesus siger de, hvad det kan jeg ikke forestille mig. Look what happened in church history to us. Se hvad kirkehistorien har gjort imod os. Look what they did to us under the sign of the cross. Se hvad de har gjort i korsets tegn imod os. So God has to do something that we call a healing process. Så Gud er nødt til at starte en lægedomsproces. Now this is not a very easy thing. Og det er overhovedet ikke let. Because if this history goes back nearly to the very beginning of church history, the Jewish people have a very good memory. Jøderne har rigtig god hukommelse, og de ved godt, det her det går hele vejen tilbage til kirkens start. So it's not easy to convince them. Så det er meget svært at overbevise dem. And it's only when the Holy Spirit comes like he did in my life that the revelation comes. Og det er kun når Helligånden kommer med åbenbaring at det kan ske. And Jesus is, is seen as he really is. Og så man ser Jesus som den han virkelig er. He was born the king of the Jews. Han er født som jødernes konge. He came into Jerusalem as this descendant of King David. Kom til Jerusalem som kong Davids efterkommer. The angel Gabriel spoke to his mother Miriam and said God will give him the throne of his father David. Og Gabriel englen kom til hans mor Maria eller Miriam og sagde til hende at Jesus hans barn skulle få Davids trone. And when Pilate in a mocking way put over the cross Jesus of Nazareth king of the Jews he was making a true statement. Og da Pilatus han hundene skrev det her Jesus af Nazareth jødernes konge så kom han faktisk med et sandt udsagn. So eyes have to be opened up on both sides. Så på begge sider der må øjnene åbne sig. The Jewish people need to see that the one that they're saying we have nothing to do with is their king and their messiah and their lord. Jøderne må indse at ham de forkaster er i virkeligheden deres herre og deres konge. And the Gentiles have to see that he is the God of Israel. Og hedningerne må forstå, han er jødernes Gud. 
Og han vil genrestaurere sit eget ejendomsfolk. And he is faithful what he began, he will finish. Og det, han er trofast, så det han har startet, vil han også færdiggøre. You see, God, as it says in, in, in the Bible, God is not a man that he should lie. Og som skriften siger, Gud er ikke et menneske, at han kan lyve. Has he said, and will he not do according to what he said? Hvis han har sagt det, vil han så ikke også gøre det? He is the word of God. For han er Guds ord. Jesus, Yeshua is the word that became flesh. Jesus, Yeshua er det ord, der blev til kød. And so when God speaks his word he fulfills it. Så når han taler sit ord så vil han også fuldbyrde det. It may take a very long time. Det går at det tager meget lang tid. And that's because of us, not because of him. Det er ikke på grund af ham, det er på grund af os. Because we make problems for God. Fordi vi skaber store problemer for Gud. Just like the Israelites would were to enter into the land of Israel crossing through the desert in about three or four months. Ligesom uh, israelitterne skulle komme ind i deres nye land, uh, som ville tage en 3-4 måneder. And, and we were there for 40 years in the desert. Men gik i ørkenen i 40 år. That wasn't God's fault. Det var ikke Guds skyld. That was our fault. Det var vores skyld. Because we did not believe and we were disobedient to God. Fordi vi troede og vi var ulydige mod Gud. It's also true of the church. Og sådan er det også sandt med kirken. We are waiting for the second coming of the Lord. Vi venter Jesu anden genkomst. Why is it taking so long? Hvorfor skal det tage så lang tid? Because we have messed things up. Fordi vi har rodet rundt i det. And God needs to restore. Og Gud må gen må reparere det. Because he is the God of wholeness. Fordi Gud er en helhedens Gud. He 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 doesn't begin something and then in the middle he stops. Gud han stopper ikke halvvejs. Many Christians have that understanding. Mange kristne tænker sådan. Many Christians think, well, we're going to be raptured very soon. Mange kristne tænker, ja, men Gud han kommer og rykker os bort snart. But the church is divided, full of problems. Men kirken er splittet og har masser af problemer. No, God is coming for a bride who has made herself ready. Gud han kommer for en brud som har gjort sig klar. And the bride is made up of two parts of humanity. Og bruden er udgjort af to slags dele af mennesket. The bride is made up of the Jews and the nations. Det er jøderne og det er nationerne. The two that have become one in Messiah. De to skal være et i Messias. It means that it means that they you, we we continue in our distinctive identities. Det betyder at vi fortsætter med at være dem vi er. And yet we have a unity in Christ that is complete. Men er forenede i Kristus så vi bliver hele. You will always be Danish people. Du vil altid være en dansker. But you're part of the one bride of Christ. Men er en del af den ene brud som udgør Kristi eneste brud. And there is only one salvation. Og der findes kun én frelse. There's no difference between me being a Jew being saved and you being saved. Mig som jøde der bliver frelst og dig der bliver frelst, der er ingen forskel. Jesus died just as much for you as he did for me. Han døde lige, Jesus døde lige så meget for dig som han And døde for mig. We continue in certain distinctions that God has given us. Og dog så splitter vi tingene op og behandler forskelligt. Because we have different giftings. Uh, og det, det gør vi fordi vi er begavet på forskellige vis. The Danish people have definitely certain gifts from God. 
danskerne har visse gaver givet af Gud. I can tell you that because I worked here as an architect. Og det kan jeg fortælle fordi jeg har arbejdet her som arkitekt. And I learned a lot of wonderful things here. Og lærte mange fantastiske ting her. The very fine way in which you do things. Den meget fine måde i gør tingene på. The craftsmanship here. Yes, håndværkslag. Your feeling for material. Forstand på materialer. Your feeling for beauty. For skønhed. There's a certain peace over Denmark. Der er en vis form for fred i Danmark. There are certain giftings that God has given you. Gud har givet jer nogle gaver. But they're meant for the kingdom of God. Men de er til de tiltænkt hele Guds rige. And that's why we have to believe for big conversion here in Denmark. Og derfor må vi bede Gud om at der kommer stor vækkelse i Danmark. The Jewish people have been given certain gifts. Jøderne har også blevet givet visse gaver. We have certain giftings concerning the word of God. Vi har visse gaver når det gælder skrifterne. It's 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 it's, it's part of our history. Fordi det er vores historie. And we have a certain understanding of when we read the word of God. Vi, vi forstår skriften på en særlig måde når vi læser det. But we are meant to share that with you. Og det er vores opgave at dele det med dig. You see it says the apostles and the, and the early believers they had all things in common. Der står i uh, i i, i Nye Testament at at Paulus og apostlene delte alting. That means that we're supposed to share the giftings of God. Det betyder at vi skal dele med hinanden det vi And har so fået fra Gud. And so we bless one another in that way. Og på den måde velsigner vi hinanden. And we reveal something about the wholeness of who Jesus is. Og derved så lærer vi noget om Guds helhed. This is part of the mystery of the bride. Det er en del af brudens mysterium. And of course the first thing about the mystery of the bride is we love the bridegroom. Og nummer et, det er selvfølgelig, at vi elsker brudgommen. That he is the first one in our lives. Han er nummer et i vores liv. That there's nothing more important than loving him and following him. Intet overgår det at elske ham og følge ham. Nothing, nothing in, in our normal life should separate us from loving him more than everything else. Intet i vores liv bør skille os fra det at elske ham mere end alt andet i vores liv. Because he alone is worthy as we sing. Alene han er værdig som vi har sunget. He is God. Han er Gud. He has become a man. Er blevet menneske. In the person of the Son of God Jesus Christ. Som Jesu Guds søns person. Now let's just think about what that means. Prøv bare lige overvej, hvad det betyder. The Almighty God that spoke the word and everything came into existence. Den almægtige Gud som talte et ord, alting blev skabt. Every star, every planet, all of space, he spoke it and it was. Hver stjerne, hver planet, hele rummet, universet blev til. The scientists are trying to figure out how did it all begin. Og videnskabsfolk forsøger stadigvæk at finde ud af hvordan startede det. How from nothing did something come? Hvordan kunne der intet komme noget? Well, there was not nothing. There was God always. Der var ikke ingenting. Der var altid Gud. And God spoke the word and it came into being. Gud talte og ting blev skabt. This God became a little Jewish man. Denne Gud blev en lille jødisk mand. And in this little Jewish man dwelt the fullness of God. Og i denne person var hele Guds fylde. Now we have to meditate on this. Det er altså simpelthen nødt til at sidde og tænke over. This is something so great that we cannot just get used to it. Det er så dybt og så rigt, så det kan man ikke bare lige. We have to recognize who we are worshiping. Vi må forstå hvem det er vi virkelig tilbeder. It's Almighty God. Almægtige Gud. Who became a man, som blev menneske, and who died as 
as as as a man. Og døde som menneske. And yet he was the son of God when he died. Og dog som Guds søn da han gjorde det. And he died in the most humiliating, horrible way. På den allermest ydmygende, grufulde vis. And he did it because he loved us so much. Og det gjorde han fordi han elsker dig så meget. And it was the only way that we could be saved. Hvilket også var den eneste måde vi kunne opnå frelse på. There was no other way to save us. We were so lost. Der findes ingen anden vej til frelse. This is the Lord Yeshua that we believe in. Det er den Herre Yeshua vi tror på. And this is the Lord who is step by step restoring his 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 original minihed in Israel. Og sådan restaurerer Gud skridt for skridt sin menighed i Israel. And in other nations. Og andre nationer. But it's most important in Israel and I'll tell you why. Og det er det mest afgørende det er, at det sker i Israel, eller man forklare hvorfor. Because what is happening in Israel has a prophetic dimension. Fordi det der sker i Israel har profetiske betydninger. It's not just something that's happening. For det er ikke bare noget der sker. It has to do with God saving that nation. Det handler om at Gud vil frelse den nation. And when that nation is saved, og når nationen er blevet frelst, it will be as the apostle Paul said, it will be life from the dead. Så vil det, som Paulus siger, være som liv af døde. But not only for Israel. Men ikke kun for Israel. Also for the church. Det spiller over rammer menigheden. We're waiting for the great revival. Vi venter en stor vækkelse. And we, as, as your pastor said to, to you this morning, things are changing. Og som pastor Joel har sagt, ting er for, i forandring. And they're changing dramatically. Og det kan ske helt vildt dramatisk voldsomt. I don't know how much you're feeling it here in Denmark. Jeg ved ikke hvor meget I mærker dønningerne her i Danmark. If you look at the United States, men, you'll see what's happening. Men kigger man hvad der sker i USA, så er I det mean, vildt the, det der sker. There are things that are happening in the whole gender situation that we can't figure it out. Der sker ting på hele kønsområdet som vi slet ikke kan uh, begribe. It's madness. Det er galskab. It's it's demonic. Det er demonisk. It's destroying families. For det ødelægger familier. It's destroying society. Ødelægger samfund. All of this rainbow business and this uh, uh, gay stuff. It's destroying the, the society. Hele det her regnbueflag og, og, og uh, homoseksualitetshaløjse ødelægger samfund. Because God has given us identity as man and woman. For Gud har givet os identitet som mand og som kvinde. Yes, there are people who have problems. Ja, selvfølgelig er der mennesker med problemer. And we are meant to help them. Og dem skal vi række ud til at hjælpe. But we're not meant to tell them it's okay you can come to church and bow down and receive the Lord's Supper in your sin. Men no. det, det er ikke okay at komme i sin synd og være uforandret og så være med til nadver. We must tell them you have to repent. Man må sige til dem, du skal omvende dig. Or you need deliverance from demons. Eller du skal sættes fri fra dæmonisk indflydelse. But God wants to make you who you are and så who du, you are meant to be. Så du kan være det Gud har skabt dig til at være. This is the job of the church. Det er kirkens opgave. Not, not to say we are tolerant and we receive everyone. Ikke at sige vi er tolerante og kan fagntage alt og Yes, alle. we receive everyone. Jesus has received everyone, but he wants us to be changed. Ja, vi skal tage imod alle, for det gør Jesus, men han ønsker også, at der skal være en forandring. He wants us to be restored. Så vi bliver genskabt og restaureret. He wants us to be restored to the image of God. Så vi bliver genskabt til det billede Gud har for os. All of the rest is lies and deception. Alt andet er løgn og bedrag. 
We must understand this. Det er vi nødt til at erkende. And unfortunately the churches are not understanding this. Og kirken forstår det ikke. The Anglican Church just had an enormous split. Den anglikanske kirke har haft en, en stor deling. Because the Archbishop of Canterbury said yes we must bless same sex couples. Fordi ærkebiskoppen af Canterbury har sagt vi skal velsigne og kan velsigne uh, uh, homoseksuelle ægteskaber. And 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 80% of the Anglicans, the believing ones, said, "No, we can't cross that line." Men 80 procent af anglikanerne sagde, "Nej, den grænse kan vi simpelthen ikke gå ind over." We cannot agree with this. Vi kan ikke være enige i den her måde. We must preach the true gospel. Vi er nødt til at forkynde evangeliet i sin renhed. And it's about who Jesus is. Som handler om hvem Jesus er. He is the Holy One of God. Fordi han er Guds hellige. He doesn't change. Og han forandrer sig ikke. We may change, but we, he does not change. Vi kan forandre os, men han gør ikke. This is what's happening before us today and the church must be alert to it. Og det sker overalt og kirken må være beredt på det. Because Jesus is going is preparing his bride. Fordi Gud han gør sin brud klar. And the bride is going to go through very difficult times. Og den kommer til at gå igennem svære ting som Because the society is going to say more and more you are narrow minded, you're not tolerant and 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 and, and you are causing trouble. Og fordi samfundet vil hele tiden blive ved med at sige, I er snæversynet, I skaber problemer. But the Lord wants to raise up the people of Israel. Men Gud han ønsker at rejse Israel som folk. And he wants to bring Israel back to himself. Og bringe folket tilbage til sig selv. Because we are far away from him. Fordi vi er langt fra ham. And he wants us to recognize and to welcome our king. Og vi kan tage imod ham som vores konge. And say blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Og så siger vi velsignet være han som kommer i Herrens navn. And he wants to deliver the church of replacement theology. Og så vil han sætte Menigheden fri fra erstatningsteologi. And he wants to join these two parts of humanity together. Så disse to dele af menneskeheden kan blive sammenfoldet. So that he has a bride who is ready when he comes. Så der er en brud der er rede når han kommer. So this 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 is a this is beginning to happen. Og det her det er noget der er ved at ske. We have a long way to go. Og der er lang vej endnu. In Israel, i Israel, and in the nations, og i nationerne. But things are happening very quickly. Men tingene er hurtigt i fremskred. If we see how the evil, uh, even during the pandemic and after, how it's moving forward so rapidly. Vi ser hvordan under pandemien hvordan tingene pludselig begynder at vise sig meget hurtigt fremad. God will never come too late. For Gud han kommer nemlig aldrig for sent. He will always be on time. Han er der til tiden. He can wait. Han kan vente. Because he is God. For han er Gud. And he has everything under control. Og han har styr på det hele. But when he comes, he will come mightily. Men når han kommer, så kommer han med kraft. And I personally believe that this last outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Og jeg tror personligt på at den sidste udgivelse af den hellige ånd, whenever it comes, hvornår det end måtte være, will be God will come in a way that we haven't seen it even since the very beginning så vil det være på en måde som vi aldrig har set nogensinde før heller ikke because we're going to need that power of god in the end of the age for the for brug for guds stærke kraft ved tidernes ende the 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 evil forces are increasing vi ser at ondskaben tager til and we have to stand against them og det må vi rejse os mod and we have to resist stå imod 
and we have to proclaim in love, in humility, but in power the truth of God. Og i kærlighed og ydmyghed, men med styrke proklamerer Guds kærlighed. The church is the, is Christ's witness on the earth. For kirken er Guds vidne her på jorden. He has no other witnesses. Han har ikke et andet vidne. So we have to really become witnesses of Jesus Christ. Så du og jeg må være And the salvation of Israel is is a key in this whole mystery being fulfilled. Og Israels frelse er en nøgle i hele det her mysterium. And I I personally believe that Denmark has a special place in God's heart. Og jeg tror personligt at Danmark har en helt særlig plads i Guds hjerte. One of the reasons I believe this is because of what Denmark did during the Second World War. En af grundene til at tro det det er hvad Danmark gjorde under anden verdenskrig. There was no other nation in Europe that saved its Jews the way Denmark saved its Ingen Jews. Anden, ingen nation i Europa frelste sine egne jøder som Danmark gjorde. Now many have forgotten this. Mange har glemt det. But God hasn't forgotten. Men det er Gud ikke. And we haven't forgotten it in Israel. Og Israel der har vi heller ikke glemt we, det. We remember what the Danish what the Danish people did to save the Jews. Vi husker godt hvad danskerne gjorde for at redde jøderne. It, it wasn't only the Christians. It was it was just the, the normal population. Here as well. Og det var ikke kun kristne, det var også den almindelige danske befolkning. Now I believe that God wants to still do something to restore this in in, in Denmark. Og jeg tror at Gud han vil bruge det til at restaurere Danmark. And it's of course connected not only to Israel but also to messianic Israel. Og jeg tror ikke kun det knytter sig til Israel, men også til det messianske Israel. So let's let's pray for that to happen. Så lad os sammen bede om at det måske. And let's believe that Your nation has a special place in the plan of God. Og vi tror på at Danmark har en særlig plads i Guds plan. And I just want to bless you and thank you for being the people you are. Så lad mig velsigne jer og takke jer fordi I er det folk I er. And som jeg har sagt, jeg er meget, meget taknemmelig at jeg kan være her i dag. Gud velsigne jer. Gud velsigne jer.